This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this special edition of Finsider Daily right here on the Finsider, part of SB Nation Network. And I am your host, Josh Houts, and today we are going to break down the Dolphins scrimmage from this past weekend. Josh Rosen gaining ground on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Preston Williams, is he a number one wide receiver? Davian Howard seems to think so. And former first-round pick Charles Harris making plays? All of this and more on today's episode of Finsider Daily. Welcome back, everyone, to the Monday morning edition of Finsider Daily. It is August 5th, and before we get started talking about football, please, let's take a moment of silence to remember all of the victims, shootings that happened over the weekend, terrible, terrible travesties. Uh, This is kind of the normal now in America, and things need to change, but let's just take a moment to remember all of those victims that lost their lives over the weekend. Not the way anybody wanted to start the show, but it needed to be done. Again, thoughts and prayers go out to those victims that lost their lives over this past weekend. Thoughts and prayers go out to their family. But like many have said, thoughts and prayers can only do so much. Change needs to be made, and I'm going to leave it at that. It's up to those in charge, those political figures, to make a change, to do something with gun violence, and to stop these heinous acts. Because until they do, unfortunately, this is going to continue to be the norm here in America. And with all of that said, let's try to think about a game, something to help take our mind off of what's going on in America, what is happening around us, and let's talk about some football. We know the Dolphins had a scrimmage this past weekend. It was originally supposed to be open to the public. They ended up closing it due to inclement weather. Uh, as many people reported, and the, the skies were clear as day. There was no rain in sight, and the Dolphins could have had that scrimmage, but ultimately it was closed to the public. Lots of Dolphins media were in attendance. But if you're like me, that is the only reason you have Twitter, so you can follow what the Dolphins are doing in training camp, so you can find out from these beat writers how the players were performing. And we know that over the weekend, the quarterback competition has tightened, and it appears that Josh Rosen, by many accounts, outperformed Ryan Fitzpatrick when the pads came on. And for those of you that have been following me uh, on Twitter, you know, reading some of my articles, you know that there's probably not a bigger Josh Rosen stand 
in the world than myself. But again, you got to temper expectations as training camp goes on. And that's one of the things uh, throughout the first week of training camp, there were a lot of I told you so's. You know, uh, Josh Rosen's a bust. I told you so. Uh, you know, Charles Harris is a bust. I told you so. And it's just one thing after the next. And everyone's just out there to get their internet clout. Everyone's out there to be the first one to put it out there to the world, you know, that, oh, I said this player was going to be great, or maybe this player was not. Everyone needs to relax. We are one week into training camp. So, you know, a few days ago, it came out, a lot of people were upset, you know, oh, Josh Rosen, this this trade's not working out. You know, he's struggling in camp. Uh, can't ID the middle linebacker, whatever it may be. Excuse after another as to why this was a bad trade. You know, I like Chase Winovich, a uh, guy who's never played a down in the NFL, or, or one of those other rookies that could have been on the board when the Dolphins selected at 48 and then they traded down to I believe 62 I mean there were lots of options there but you have a potential franchise quarterback you do not pass that up and I don't care what these younger players could be in the NFL I really don't care if Chase Winovich turns into a pro bowler you know because the pro bowl means nothing and I obviously am joking when I say that Chase Winovich is probably going to be a very good uh, pass rusher a very good player especially where he ended up in the evil empire of New England. But let me stop spitballing here, and let's just talk about Josh Rosen again. Lots of people were ready to jump all over him for that first week. Have been all over him, really, throughout much of the offseason. You know, ever since that trade happened, a lot of people were, you know, why isn't he outperforming Ryan Fitzpatrick? Why can't he beat this man out? And it's been said before, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback for four games of the season. You know, he's going to go out there, and he's going to have these great plays. And we saw it during the scrimmage, you know, that first drive. Uh, Kalen Balaj was out with an injury, so Kenyon Drake got the, the start at HB1 the way it should be, uh, the way these coaching staffs in the past should have opened up their eyes and realized, you know, Kenyon Drake is a talented player. But they drove downfield on, I believe it was a long Kenyon Drake run, and then there was a swing pass into the flats that Kenyon Drake caught, scored a touchdown. The, the first-team offense moved the ball seemingly at will, and then from there, it was just all Josh Rose. Now, we know how the offensive line struggled. It sounded like, by many accounts, the defense uh, you know, was the MVP of the day, kind of what you'd expect early on in training camp. And as we see year in and year out with every new regime, with every new coaching staff, you know, the defense is always outperforming the offense, it seems. And with a defensive-minded coach like Brian Flores, that is not a surprise here. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he took the ones down the field. They scored at ease. And then from there, it was just crickets. The offense struggled mightily. But one person that did not struggle, and that was Josh Rosen. And you heard the different passes he made. You know, it just appeared that it was just a completely different player when the pads came on. He's been touted by many as a gamer. You know, once those pads come on, once that chin strap is buckled, you know, that's when he plays his best football. And that's what you expect out of a guy. But we need to temper expectations because with the good comes the bad, and with the bad comes the good. And, you know, he had a great day at the scrimmage. Hopefully he's going to build upon that on Monday, you know, maybe get some looks with the ones. Again, that's just pure speculation. But what you have here is a real quarterback competition. That's exactly what you want to see out of the two guys because, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a 16-year veteran. You know, he's been a career backup, but he also got a pretty lucrative deal. I believe it was with the Buffalo Bills after he played pretty well in Cincinnati. You know, he's been all over the map, so those teams might be wrong. But Ryan Fitzpatrick got starter money once before. He's kind of fooled a few teams into paying him starter money, if I'm not mistaken. So you know the talent is there, but what do you get, you know, if you start a Ryan Fitzpatrick over Josh Rosen? Uh, a lot of people outside of the Dolphins' inner circle or outside of the Dolphins' Twitter or social media or the media, whatever you want to call it, 
outside of them, a lot of people are just saying, start Josh Rosen. You know, he is the future. And if he's not the future, you need to find out now so you can draft someone in 2020. But again, uh, for me, I think Josh Rosen needs time. You know, he's talked about this offseason. He's worked on his passing mechanics, worked on his footwork. There's lots of things that he's just building upon day in and day out that maybe some fans, maybe even some of those analysts that are there at practice don't really notice because it's little nuances that unless you've been following Josh Rosen throughout his entire career, you may not uh, even see that. But what we had with Josh Rosen on Saturday during the scrimmage was a guy who looked and sounded like a future franchise quarterback. And I know I said franchise quarterback. I use that term lightly because at one point I and many others believe Ryan Tannehill could be a franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, obviously, I think that ship has sailed. But Josh Rosen, he's 22 years old, you know, and I think uh, to see him going after Ryan Fitzpatrick, to see him battling with this guy uh, a week into training camp, you know, heading into the first preseason game, that's pretty much all you could ask for for a guy that you invested a second-round pick in, a guy who the year before was the 11th overall selection. So we know the talent's there. Um, it's just way too early to say whether or not good or bad Josh Rosen is the guy, but you have to be excited for the way he played during that scrimmage. You have to be excited for the repertoire he showed with Preston Williams, and we're going to talk about Preston Williams in a second, but if you didn't see some of those highlights from Josh Rosen, go check them out. The one was a Kenny Stills. Uh, he threw it up into double coverage. Yes, maybe it was a poor decision, but what made Ryan Fitzpatrick's entire career? YOLO, I don't give an F, just throwing passes up there. Josh Rosen, when the pads came on, you know, he went out there and he tried to make some ballsy throws. Hit Kenny Stills in double coverage for a touchdown. Stills just went up there and mossed the entire defense. And then Preston Williams. I mean, that's a guy who I'm getting ready to talk about. But he went out there, uh, showed, developed a nice repertoire with Josh Rosen. I'm joking that this is the Brady-Moss connection that we saw in New England a few years ago. I believe that Josh Rosen and Preston Williams are going to be two names that you're going to hear from the Dolphins for many years to come. Again, temper your expectations, but I've been on the Josh Rosen bandwagon this entire time. was pretty stoked for him coming out of the draft, so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to die on that hill. I was also pretty big on Preston Williams as well as some others in the Dolphins community. Got to give a shout out to C.K. Parrott, Chris Kaufman, one of the best at what he does. He was the first person that even mentioned uh, Preston Williams and, I mean, when you look at the tape, you see a guy that just was easily the best player on the field at Colorado State, has all the intangibles to be a number one wide receiver. And you saw, uh, hopefully you read the article I posted a couple weeks ago. You know, I broke down some of his tape. And he just looks like a dominant wide receiver. And we know about his off-the-field troubles. But, again, Brian Flores, this new coaching staff, they believe in second chances. And it has been very apparent early on. But for me, I mean, you saw Preston Williams. He was going out there. He was getting some reps with the ones. He's going out there and just showing that he has the potential to be a playmaker in the NFL. And one of the biggest things that came out of this weekend was this quote from Xavier Howard. This is what the Pro Bowl shutdown defensive back had to say about the rookie undrafted Preston Williams. Xavier Howard said Preston Williams is going to be special. He's still learning, just a rookie with room for improvement. He's going to be a number one receiver one day. Then he was asked to kind of, you know, go a little bit further with that and he said I've been playing against receivers all my life so I know what it takes when you see something special you know it and I mean is there anyone in the entire league that you want to hear this from other than one of the best defensive backs in the entire NFL and whether you feel that way or not I mean obviously Madden doesn't obviously there's some other outliers out there that don't think Xavier Howard 
is a shutdown defensive back, but I do, and I think a lot of Dolphin fans do. And you just hear the guy out there. I think he's made freaking an interception every single practice, it seems. He's around the ball at all times, a real shutdown cornerback. And when you hear him sit there and praise a guy like he, uh, Preston Williams, I mean, that is the highest compliment. And it just has to get you excited because, you know, each and every year you have these players, these these young guys that they strike potential and they get you a little bit excited. And I know and Isaiah Ford did it for me. You know, Legaduna Knee uh, a few years ago with Omar Kelly, which no one will ever let him live that down. Uh, one person up next, I mean, I was a huge Mike Wallace fan, and obviously Mike Wallace is a little bit different than an undrafted free agent. But there are these players that came into camp, uh, Drew Morgan, uh, you know, uh, Clyde Gates. There's, there's different players. That was just specifically at the receiver position. But there were different players that came into camp that you just thought, you know, okay, I just feel this guy is going to be an NFL player. And then for one reason or another, they are out of the league in a few years from now. But I don't think Preston Williams is that guy. You know, the Dolphins receiving core, as I've said, as others have said, is probably the strongest unit on the roster. But when you look at it, I think Preston Williams makes a 53. There is no way in hell you stash him on that practice squad. He's going to stay there, nor should you. But I do think when the dust settles, this guy is going to be a number one wide receiver in the NFL. I do think he's going to be that guy that the Dolphins have long hoped for. You know, he's been working out this offseason with Brandon Marshall. Who better than to learn from than Brandon Marshall? We know what he did in Miami. Obviously, he had Chad Henney, the robot, as his quarterback. Didn't quite have success, but Brandon Marshall is one of the most dominant physical wide receivers in the NFL. I think Preston Williams working out with him, you know, racking his brain, just learning behind him. That says nothing but good things about what Preston Williams is, about his work ethic, about who he's trying to become. So for that, I'm giddy for, you know, the repertory he's developed with Josh Rosen again. I'm joking when I say this, but I see Tom Brady and Randy Moss. I mean, why not? Brady to Moss, Rosen to Williams. I mean, it's the future in Miami, hopefully. Again, temper expectations, but he is one guy that I am absolutely over the moon excited to watch play throughout preseason. Obviously, Josh Rosen has to be at the top of that list because it's been so long since the Dolphins actually had a young quarterback with potential. But, you know, it, it, you just got to sit here and you just got to wonder how a guy like Preston Williams, and we know, again, the off-the-field issues, but how a guy like that went undrafted. And, you know, the, the fact that Miami was the first team or one of the first teams to reach out to him, one of the first teams that, you know, intrigued him and made him want to come down to South Florida, speaks volumes about this new coaching staff, speaks volumes about this new regime. And another thing, and this is kind of segueing into our next guy that we want to talk about, another thing that you're getting out of this coaching staff is they're, they're developing players that have already been on the roster. So, you know, uh, maybe not so much with a Mike Jasicki. We've heard he's been struggling this offseason. But you see a Nick O'Leary is kind of out there flourishing in this new offense. A uh, guy like Preston Williams, like we said, we see the defensive players starting to come in, come together and, you know, trying to build dominant players on that side of the, the ball. And one of those players is at a position that I do believe is second most important right now or the second biggest need on the team aside from finding a franchise quarterback, and that is pass rusher. That is at edge, and that is Charles Harris. And we know Charles Harris was the former 22nd overall pick. Your boy was at that draft. I saw it go down. I was a little bit disappointed when the pick went in. But the biggest thing when you hear about Charles Harris coming out of the draft was that he was better suited in a 3-4 defense. And, you know, we keep talking about 3-4s, 4-3s. We understand Brian Flores, Patrick Graham, that defense that we're going to have is going to be an attacking style defense. It's going to be a hybrid. It's not going to be a traditional 4-3 or 3-4. Obviously, it's probably going to have more 3-4 concepts than what we've been accustomed to these last few years. The Y9 is long gone. Lots of moving pieces. Lots of uh, interchangeable parts. 
But what we heard over the weekend was that Charles Harris has kind of uh, – I know it was a scrimmage, and I know I keep saying to temper expectations, but it sounded like Charles Harris kind of turned into a monster over the weekend. Kind of, you know, maybe he – Visited with Cameron Wake over the over the break, and maybe he said, "Yo, yo, yo, Cam, here, hold this football for me." And he space jammed him. I know everyone remembers Space Jam. We saw Muggsy Bogues get his powers taken. We saw Patrick Ewing get his powers taken. I'm not I'm not sure that Charles Harris didn't meet up with Cameron Wake over the offseason and just straight space jam because what we heard was a guy that went out there and I think he had three or four sacks and one of them came against Laramie Tunsil and if you heard throughout the week the Dolphins kind of moved Harris from one side of the line to the other because they were sick of watching him just get destroyed by Laramie Tunsil in practice obviously Laramie Tunsil a top five left tackle don't care what anybody else says if you have an issue with that at Houts H-O-U-T-Z but absolutely, Larry Tunsil was a top five left tackle in this league. He is going to be the next Dolphin to get a huge, huge contract. But again, when Charles Harris lined up against him at this scrimmage, Charles Harris seemingly beat Larry Tunsil for a sack. Charles Harris was all over the field, and that's kind of what you need because, again, we do not have a traditional pass rusher. We do not have a guy that you can just sit here and say, you know what, I'm going to get five, ten sacks from this guy because all the sack production from last year is gone. Cameron Wake's gone. Robert Quinn's gone. So the Dolphins need someone to step up. Obviously, who better than a 22nd overall pick, a first-round pick who you know many people believe may be a bust. You know, Many people believe that if Charles Harris doesn't pick it up this year, that he could be a bust. But with a new coaching staff, with a guy like Brian Flores, you know, he was in New England. He's helped develop some of their better talent up there. Why can he not turn Charles Harris into a, you know, eight, nine sack guy? Why can't he turn Charles Harris into a weapon on that defensive front? I, I think, you know, a lot of these guys, they might have had the short end of a stick with the the previous regime. Mike Jasicki being one of them who, I, again, we all hear he's kind of falling down the depth chart because the struggle is real, but... You just have to hope that Charles Harris can get that production, can get some pressure on the quarterback. And, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom because we've heard throughout this offseason, you know, Brian Flores has a lot of exotic blitz packages. This defense is going to be very creative in the way they get pressure. So they really don't need that traditional pass rusher, but you do still need some production there. And you do still need a guy that you can rely on to get to the quarterback in those critical positions. So you're hoping Charles Harris emerges. You're hoping Preston Williams emerges, and you're hoping Josh Rosen can hang on to this quarterback battle. There's plenty more that we could talk about, but again, this was supposed to be a quick hit. I'm about 17 minutes in now, so I'm going to let you guys go. I do need to touch on this. My wife, her birthday is tomorrow, August 6th. We are expecting our second daughter any day now, so this may be the last time you hear from me for a week or so. Keep my family in your thoughts and prayers throughout these next several days, but most importantly, guys, whether it's family, friends, you know, whoever it may be, tell them you love them. Tell them how they make you feel. Because unfortunately, as we saw over the weekend, we are just not guaranteed a tomorrow. Dolphins practice will begin at 10, not 10.30 as originally scheduled. So I will see you guys on the Twitter streets. I will be talking Dolphins football throughout the day. Tomorrow, Matthew Kanata or Aaron Sutton will be your host. But thank you guys for listening to this episode of Finsider Daily right here on the Finsider part of SB Nation Network. Again, I am Josh Houts. I'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins.
has it open, the greatest football team. We drink the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.